Welcome everyone to episode 43 of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm here with Doug Owen and our guest today, Marta, who is on TikTok at marta.mcfly. And you can find her writing online. All of her links will be in the episode description. And today we're going to be talking about Black Christmas and doing a Christmas draft. But first, welcome to the podcast, Marta. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm very excited to be here. Very flattered. Um, and I'm excited to talk about this movie. Did I did I miss anything in that intro? Is there anything else? No, you want I'm to promote? actually very stoked that you mentioned my writing because some people don't, and it's like it's <laughs> kind of what I prefer. But yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Okay, we're gonna start with our little weekly watches. I was gonna ask Doug if you want to go first because I know you're dying to talk about Godzilla minus one. Yeah, um, I watched Godzilla minus one uh, this week. I don't know if anybody's heard of this little movie. It's also like <laughs> the best blockbuster of the year. That shit rips. Um, kind of came out of no. That didn't come out of nowhere. I was excited about it because I like Shin Godzilla a lot, but I don't think that Shin Godzilla is like a masterpiece like some Godzilla heads do or anything. I think it's just like a really solid movie. Um, so I went into it with like kind of like, oh, this is gonna be a really cool solid movie expectations, and I was like, oh, this is like, um top gun maverick you know i was like this is like the best yeah. fucking movie ever dude um <laughs> it is kind of like yeah. this year's top gun maverick now i'm excited yeah, no, I kept for saying that. seeing it next week i'm seeing yeah. it like right after this podcast so oh shit my <laughs> thoughts will be out when this episode is out is there um are there any other ones doug that you want to talk about uh no it's been a very slow week for me it was really just godzilla <laughs> minus one and uh black christmas <laughs> right yeah all right, Marta, do you want to go then, since you're our guest? Yeah, I guess. I watched a lot of stuff this week. Um, last night was really cool. I saw Tarkovsky's Ivan's Childhood on the big screen, 35 millimeter. Oh, sure. That was like, oh my God, amazing. Um, wouldn't recommend someone to watch it like on an imported print for the first time because the subtitles from back then are terrible. Like you can yeah. can't see half of them if the background is white. They don't. Like you just can't see them. So, but that was fun. Um, what else? I watched The Sweet Smell of Success for the first time. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, nah, it is on my watch list, I think. Oh, it's it's incredible. Um, I mean, I, I can go through all of them or just some highlights. Another highlight was Les Blank's garlic documentary <laughs> that I'm oh, trying yeah. to get like everybody to watch. Um, it's really good. It's on the Criterion channel. I think it's 45 minutes long. It's just stunning and human and also silly like Werner Herzog makes a cameo to talk about vampires and garlic <laughs> for like five minutes that's awesome. okay that rocks yeah so that's kind of me nice okay mm. I I rewatched Oppenheimer um with the little script book in hand that was super uh, what's, fun what's that movie about I've, I've never heard that one <laughs> yeah what <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna be annoying when you said Godzilla minus one is the blockbuster of the year and then just bring up Oppenheimer right away, but I didn't want to ruin your moment. Um, uh, what else? Oh, uh, speaking of documentaries, I watched Kokomo City, which is uh, the only documentary I've seen this year. But um, if, after I watch some more, it might still be my favorite. It's really good. Um, and then I watched May December twice in the past twenty four hours. Now that it's been put on Netflix. Um, Second second favorite movie of the year. It's right yeah. behind Oppenheimer for me. I adore yeah. it. That it's movie really, rips. Yeah, it is. Doug's so gotta get on good. that. One. I honestly, I <laughs> like. It sounds crazy, but I kind of just want to watch it again tonight. But I think that <laughs> might be overkill. So I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe not do that. Um, and I also saw Godzilla minus one, which is really good, um, and would have been perhaps even better if it were not for the guy sitting right in front of me who was 
um, one of the worst moviegoers I've ever encountered in my life and also like kind of weirdly racist. Um, so yeah, just not a cool dude to not a cool dude to share the theater with. Um, but the movie was great. <laughs> I'm excited anyway. for it. Uh, Owen, do you? Yeah, um, I did a lot of re-watching this week. It was kind of a um, more lazy week. I was um, in the late stages of editing a short that will be out the week that this episode comes out. So look out for that. I did, um, I rewatched The Holdovers. I showed my mom because it's on digital now. Um, I rewatched. Very topical for our Christmas episode, by the very, way. Very, very topical. My, my, about that my get later. picked. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little, <laughs> might get a little picked uh, later. I rewatched The Guardian, uh, which is a William Friedkin horror movie. It's um, like a fantasy horror movie that has like giallo kind of influences and it has like a very, um, Evil Dead vibe to it. Sam Raimi was initially attached, but Glamour later became a Friedkin project. Um, underrated little horror movie that I really adore. I think the best movie I did watch was something I watched a couple days ago, which is uh, Paul Morrissey's Flesh, which is a Warhol production. Um, yeah, that it's, I don't know, I'm not going to go too much into it, but I think that is um, one of my favorite no, movies. No, explain the, sure. explain, break that down frame by frame for us right now. <laughs> Uh, right, my friend. There's a lot of uh, naked men in the movie. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that is my week <laughs> wrapped up in All my right. sentence. Um, I guess we could jump into Black Christmas then. Is there is there anywhere that we want to start? Yeah, no. um, um, all of I've us have seen this all, movie. This was a, yeah. This was a rewatch <laughs> for all of us except for Doug. Right? Doug, yeah, yeah, Doug. Doug, how is um, that? How is that first watch? uh it's cool um the narrative uh listen because this is kind of like a proto slasher in a lot of ways like um yep. like it predates the genre as we understand it you know um that sure. it's, it's a lot slower than i was expecting narratively like a lot less mm -hmm. stuff happens sure. than i thought was going to happen like the first yeah. death like there's only one death for the first like 45 minutes of the movie and i was like oh i think okay. even longer it's like that. <laughs> i feel like yeah i don't yeah. think i don't think anybody else dies we just keep the last cutting back to that lady in the in the attic the rocking chair yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. which is a great which is a really amazing all timer uh, yeah yeah uh so okay, oh, yeah, what is your guys's relationship with black christmas because i like, i've never seen it before i know that it's like uh it's very its influences are kind of like uh loom larger shadows than it does itself but yeah um yeah, I I watched it for the first time, I want to say, like, probably exactly a year ago um, with a bunch of people in our Discord and yeah. um, and now rewatching. I guess I had kind of, like, forgotten most of what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought it would just be, like, a, I thought rewatching it would just be kind of, like, a, a, a simple thing to squeeze into my day. I didn't really remember it being as scary as it was. Um, <laughs> You guys well, know I scare pretty easily. A, and watch it on a bigger screen this time. Um, well, I watched it like in my room in the dark, yeah. like okay. on my projector. Um, Probably a little and... different than on Discord. Yeah, well, like it's different <laughs> watching it alone in the dark yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. like I said, I get scared easily, and there's definitely like a scene in particular that makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, that we could get into. Well, there's some scary later. moments in this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, I could even just say it now. Like, it's just like probably my favorite moment in the movie. But when she, like, swings the door open and finds the two dead bodies, and then there's mm -hmm. just like the little hole in the door, and he's just like standing right there, like staring. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like the worst thing ever. Like, I hate it so much. Um, <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. 
um, it just makes me really uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's my experience. Um, um, with yeah. me, oh, or, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you go. You're the uh, guest. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't remember the first time I watched it. I think maybe 2019. Um, but what I thought was really cool with this rewatch is because since then I've gotten really, really into Jalo movies and I find it so interesting how much influence there is here. Like tons. Yeah, this is like, like a it's, Canadian it's... Giallo. Like I immediately clocked into that. Totally. Like, yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. But it, it seems more crude. And I say that lovingly because I, I do yeah. really like this movie, but it's not as elegant, I guess I would say as like an Italian true Giallo. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Plus, there's the connection of um, the guy who plays the lieutenant. He was in the very first Giallo movie by Mario Bava. And then he was also in Argento's Tenebre. So that's a cool connection. Is so he, that is cool. John Saxon, is that what we're talking about? But I... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen this. John Saxon also... Uh, what is it? Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, he's the one in Nightmare uh, on Elm Street, he's, right? Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's really great at playing like a really shitty cop. Um, yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> yeah, so I've seen this, this I've seen this one. That's, yeah, that's a big thing with the cops. The, um, I've seen this one a ton of times. Uh, I, I always go back to it. I'm a big slasher um, fan. And I think this is like, we Doug talked about a little uh, proto-slasher. I mean, it's, mm. it is why we have Halloween. Um, so it is like why we have like, like pretty much all of them. Um, and I go back to this one. I, I, I'm, I'm not really big on how the first Halloween, and I think this is kind of that for me, what a lot of people get out of that first Halloween is this for me. Cause, um, I just think formally there's some really great stuff going on. And I, I'm a big fan of those POV shots. We get those great ones in this one. Uh, There's so many really cool, like point of view uh kills well, if we want to get um, into like the actual movie uh that's the first mm -hmm. thing when the movie started i was like i wasn't yeah. aware of that and the movie started yeah. i was like oh this is like some really awesome handheld and then he starts yeah, yeah. climbing up the the, the <laughs> yeah. terrace and i was like oh <laughs> yeah. this is like he's wearing the camera like this is crazy yeah, yeah. like <laughs> no this, oh. that's I'm trying it, to I, logistically how they did that um mm -hmm. back then it but... really doesn't get it's 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 like a popular movie in a in a sense but it is nowhere as big as something like halloween um where oh, it, no, like, i mean you know it's Halloween's like that's like the like 30 most popular movies ever like <laughs> no i know i know that's what i'm saying Fair. it's it's an interesting because I, I, I think no, but it's like people don't really way, talk about it, it i think right. it's way better than the first halloween movie i uh, i think so too which it's it's fascinating but yeah i go back to this one a lot because i think it's just um in terms of just like creative unique kills that kind of are the backbone of the uh the little genre there i think this is where it's at for sure. Also, Christmas is just a fun, um, you know, we have countless um, holiday theme slashers now. You know, we just got Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, there's a long list, but I think this is, if the Christmas is just a fun one, you know, snow, it's an interesting environment. Um, I like, uh, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, we're in a one location for a lot of the movie, which I mm. really think is fun. You know, we, we go to other places, but we're in that house for a good amount, and it's, I mean, it's all about the house, I guess, but I really like the um the use of outside of the house. The film. whole movie takes place on the college campus. This one little, really, yeah, it's really like, just one yeah. little area. It's a it's a confined space that I think is fun because they don't. I mean, more slashers today aren't aren't really gonna we're gonna gonna have a broader area, but I think the uh the smaller location really is so fascinating use of of that aspect of the movie. Yeah, plus the phone calls. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah well, that's another. I mean, you have uh, when a stranger calls, but that's like an iconic. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Like, is that, that I didn't realize this is where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole like the calls coming from inside the coming house. Coming from inside the house. I thought that was like uh from uh when a stranger calls. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's another thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh it's a weird thing. I remember we watched it. I think when Kevin we Kevin first watched it, I, I don't remember who said it, um, but we were just talking about how like that sort of uh line or uh kind of trope is in the movie and it's like we've seen that before or we you know it's a kind of a thing that's embedded in culture but this is where it kind of started there so i just i think it doesn't get enough credit for how much influence it has on you know horror uh, in general the interesting thing is it came out the same year as texas chainsaw right but it carries the exact same tropes that we all associate with texas chainsaw as in like the final girl and all this stuff and it's like why isn't mm-hmm. Black Christmas getting the exact same amount of recognition for starting these trends as Texas Chainsaw? Because uh, Texas Chainsaw is a better movie. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I, I do like that, Texas yeah. Chainsaw. I mean, more so, like, it should still be in the running for a conversation. I think it should be yes, in that conversation for, yeah, for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. I, it just it kind of well, gets well, left also, out. Also, Texas Chainsaw is this huge franchise, too, that is, like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. still relevant well, that's, today. There's, that's, like, still, the thing like, with, that's the thing when you talk about... True. By Christmas, Texas Chainsaw, Halloween is Texas. I mean, there's the the there's there's two remakes for Black Christmas, but I I mean yeah. Texas yeah. Chainsaw and Halloween have countless iterations right. that keep it kind of alive. Yeah, there's like thirteen Halloween movies, like seven yeah. Texas Chainsaw movies, like <laughs> which definitely helps keep it kind of alive and in this I, conversation. I was gonna ask to and like while we're on the subject, I guess like in terms of influence, also I don't know if this plays a role at all, but like. Texas Chainsaw has a very like visible iconic killer and I was gonna mm-hmm. kind of talk about that because most of like we don't really see him other than like the we, yeah. we hear him on the phone a lot at all yeah um yeah. but yeah the I iconic mean, I, I don't know part if that of it plays is a phone role. right and then um, yeah. all these movies bite that you know there's so many American movies that like take that idea so that it kind of makes it less um tied to this too mm-hmm. yeah you know I just imagine it's easier for people to yeah in terms of just like a a branding a branding iconicism like franchise element it is kind of lesser in that way i was i was reading a mask made of i was reading a thing where it's john carpenter and he's talking to bob clark and he's like asking him what he would do for a black christmas sequel and he basically just gives him the plot Halloween. And he's like, <laughs> well, the guy would be in an insane asylum, and he would break out, and then he would, he would find the people back, and, and it would be on Halloween. So it's like, <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's a funny like if you know, Bob Clark never wanted to make a sequel, but like if well, John, you know, John Carpenter wanting it to be you know tied to that, it could be it would be an interesting, especially when they wanted to do like those Halloween, those like Halloween um anthology movies. Anthology It'd be interesting. Yeah. If they just kind of made like all these different ha- uh, holiday movies kind of like tied together, but they were just like different holidays and it was like a streamlined thing of this this one guy yeah. just like going around different holidays, like <laughs> trying to kill people. I think, I don't know, there's something, it's interesting, the, uh, the kind of um, tie to holidays and slashers is kind of a fascinating idea mm-hmm. that seems to be kind of embedded in that culture. 
Yeah. Yeah. All sure. we do, all we need now is a is a Thanksgiving slasher movie to really tie it all together. Yeah. Um, no. Something that hasn't been done before. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe someone should get on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta call my guys or something. <laughs> do we um do we want to talk about any specific moments in the movie? Well, I wanted to ask you guys: Have any of you seen either of the remakes? Because uh, there was one in two thousand six, uh, and I think there was I one in twenty nineteen. Um, I know there's one that people like. Doesn't think, doesn't yeah. the doesn't the, the first remake has give um, doesn't the first remake give like Billy's like backstory like like Little Rob Zombie action? Oh. I I don't know if that's true, but I'm pretty sure like all I of this like stuff remake... that that this movie doesn't reveal gets revealed so in one of the remakes. The first remake's letterbox like thing says an escaped maniac returns to his child home on Christmas Eve. Which yeah, is see, like house. we don't really even get that yeah. in this movie, um, which is interesting. So I, I feel like they give details, I guess, more about. Um, yeah. I was actually I wonder, interested. I, don't think we, I do yeah. want to watch this movie. I wonder if it matches the backstory that Bob Clark gave himself, because there was an interview where he tells you the entire, well, not the entire backstory, but he explains a little bit about Billy, which is the guy's name. Um, interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if it would align with that. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know if this movie really. I'm reading the plot to the remake. This is messed up, guys. This movie seems really (laughs) messed up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Um, it's 2006 horror. It's got it's gonna be like that grunge kind of. It's like Rob Zombie kind of era when that. Yeah, Rob Rob Um, Zombie. Those those uh Texas Chainsaw remakes. Those mm -hmm. that that kind of era. Hostel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that kind of dirty, dirty horror movie Mm. where everything's. Everything is kind of in the mud. Yeah, like like the dirt under your it's fingernails so horror. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Everything is kind of Texas Chainsaw inspired. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. I actually I thought of that when rewatching it. I was like, I, I do want to check these out because I've seen the first one so many times. I, I know there's some people who are the kind of before this episode. Yeah, I know there's some yeah, people who are kind of like remake <laughs> truthers who like really like that 2006. Well, I know that, yeah, there's that, people that really like the 2006. Was there like a is there like a 2019 one that's like really hated? Yeah, that though? one I hear is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has like a 1.8 average on Letterboxd or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What does the sequel yeah, have? Actually. What's the rating uh, for the sequel? I don't, for the first I don't think it's too uh, high either. The but... 2006 sequel has a 2.6. Yeah. <laughs> but Which, I know that there's, I know like it a, has some, I know it has like, like a some great actual thing fans and... though. I don't. Well, wait, yeah, what did we all rate that... Black Christmas? I'm curious. Um, it is a four and a half for me. Same. Yeah, it's and four and a half for me. Doug gave it a four. Doug is the yeah, only. I gave it a four. We could have had <laughs> this. Could have been this. Could have been the okay. second time in in three weeks that we all had the same rating. We wow. were a four a four yeah. way tie, Doug. Think yeah, about the four way tie. I know. I messed it up. I'm sorry. I got to be I'll true be, to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. We respect that here. That's important. Um. <laughs> uh, um. No, this is. A very cool movie and i because like we talk we talk about like the like so much of horror is like um as in terms of like uh in like pop culture and like the lasting power of horror is tied to like the creation of, of iconic images and the only like real iconic image iconic image uh from this first black christmas movie which is an amazing image is the the her with the bag on her head in the in the in the chair that they cut mm-hmm. to like eight times yeah. and it's on the poster and it's like <laughs> but that's like a really really powerful uh yeah. image 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that rocks. Um, yeah, because in hindsight, I can't think of if you were to ask me to list the different kills right now, I would only be able to remember that one. Yeah. Well, I really oh, I like the one with the swinging. I like the one with the hook. Yeah, the swinging. The hook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. I like that's the cool. um the ice sculpture like where he stabs. Oh, the it's <laughs> like a unicorn, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like I just like the uh the the shot there because it's it's very like blacked out background and we really mm-hmm. just focus yeah. on that, that ice. I mean there. really for me, I like I, I like a lot of the phone call stuff more than the kills yeah. because like every time he's on the phone, it's just like no. <laughs> he's just like he's just a freak like he's just... no yeah bro, that first the scariest part of the movie honestly to me is that first phone call where they all gather around you, got, you haven't seen the movie either so like you were no, not yeah. expecting that at all <laughs> no and it sounds like he's like like gooning in the call and then Lois Lane is like <laughs> like hey go somewhere else you freak and then he like is like i'm gonna kill you and then hangs up that shit yeah, that's yeah. terrifying was, like holy shit yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, no. Margot Kidder is I, I one of my favorite actresses. Like, um, she's amazing. I love Margot Kidder. Lois, I mean, you say Lois Lane. She's also yeah. uh, Brian De Palma's sisters is like her biggest lead role to me. Uh, she's fantastic in that. Also, she like plays a. Uh, I think she plays a, the therapist in uh, Halloween Two when um, oh. when uh, what's her name is all like traumatized. <laughs> she goes yeah, to no, see. I never talked about. She also see Margot Kidder, um, fantastic actress. Um, you also have uh, Olivia Hussey, who is fucking Juliet from Romeo yeah. and Juliet. Yeah, and I just I love her like her vibe in this movie because it feels like she you just ripped her out of Romeo and Juliet, and she's well, just her like accent really sticks out in this movie. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it's yeah. Like she's not talking the same way as everyone else. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think she's. She's really fascinating, like as a character in this, because it just feels mm-hmm. like she's still in Romeo and Jet a little bit. Like she just got mm-hmm. off Romeo and Juliet and like came over here, and now she's like trying to fit in. But it, I don't know. It's just a fa- it's an interesting performance to me. Speaking, she's of, the I one mean, who other... had an abortion, right, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. She she's the main. Yeah. She's the main girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked yeah, her. Really... I also thought it was yeah. cool to see an early era slasher that really did kind of give all of these female characters or a lot of them just strength, I guess. And they weren't yeah. just a bunch of teens that were like getting drunk, hooking up, dying, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of social issues that I think this movie also tackles that are still relevant, which I mean, you yeah, don't see sure. a lot of that in slashers. I mean, we even era. mentioned We even mentioned earlier the, the cop stuff. Um, yeah, no, the cops are, like, are kind of horrible. To, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the, fact, the fact that they just have to kind of like, repeat the same mm-hmm. thing over and over to them until like something actually happens for it to be yeah. taken seriously is like obviously very true to real life so i yeah, have a question like... about that what do you guys think about that one cop telling the other one don't tell her that the killer's inside the house and then the guy goes and does that immediately anyway <laughs> oh god like why is mean... that good <laughs> uh it's i it's a tough situation. I don't know. I'm not a police officer. Like, yeah. Well, also, like, he's like, <laughs> like that cop is really dumb. Yeah. No, like, they're all yeah. dumb, but like <laughs> that yeah. cop, like all time like, dumb cop. It's a, like, yeah, a three it's a bad character. It's a bad. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's a bad decision to to give him that responsibility in the first place because you know yeah. he can't keep his cool on the phone. Like you know that he's not yeah. gonna be able to um, <laughs> like not reveal that. <laughs> um, 
yeah but that's like a tricky situation because mm. <laughs> like i don't know how i don't know how like as i don't know how like as being somebody in her position, you could have a cop be like, just walk out of the house and don't do anything else and not like find it suspicious. You know what I mean? Like there's just yeah, really fair, no, fair. like, of course you're going to ask questions if somebody, yeah. somebody tells you to do that. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but then at the, I mean, at the end you have like the great, where they just kind of leave her there. Like just right. kind of which yeah. is like, yeah. kind of the biggest like, which also like in, in a, I don't like, I don't know. This is maybe just like a nitpicky, like looking into details thing too, but no, but like, um, the fact that like, he's just kind of been hiding in the attic and whatever. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and then they leave her at the end. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't the cops like search a house mm -hmm. after all of this happened? Like after you know, people they, got murdered, they think they stuff? got the killer. They think they yeah. got the killer. So why the cops are like, oh, we did it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but there's like, what are they like searching people, for? They think I don't know. They like the people, killer. Di what else people like died like there, though. <laughs> like there's like dead bodies in the house. I don't know. Like I yeah, feel but like then, she would at least I mean, like. It's the 70s. I mean. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> yeah. enough. I don't know. I just they'll, they'll come thing. back. They'll come back around next week. Uh, it's like a, <laughs> they got shit to do. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the ending though? I mean, since we're already kind of dancing around. Yeah, I mean, we're there. Yeah, I mean, the ending rocks. It's. Yeah, it's it's a nice. It's like a. I think it's a nice stinger, which is interesting. I don't know. I don't know if like people. It would be interesting to like for something that come out now, and kind of get that instant reaction, online or just like in discussion. Because I think it's like a really fascinating way to end a movie, and I think it's like a almost. A, I think it would be very polarizing to end something like that. Um, and but definitely, it's fascinating that. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's an interesting way to end it. Um, and it, it leaves you wanting for more, which I think is, is fascinating, but it's also like Bob Clark was very clear. He's like, I think it was, I, I was reading, he was like, I didn't, he was, I didn't go into this industry, just do horror movies. So I'm going to go do <laughs> Christmas movies and like weird baby movies or whatever. If, if, if kind of feels <laughs> like, let me know if uh, you bounce on this, but like, it kind of feels like uh, yeah, the I'll ending to it. like a, to like, a, like a, like a ghost, like a, like a goosebumps book you know interesting um, where it's like where it's like oh they like they it's like uh they oh like they got the killer and then like oh then they leave the girl alone and then it's like oh the killer's still there and the phone rings and then uh the movie's over it's like it's kind of like how a yeah. goosebumps book would mm -hmm. end where it's like oh you think everything's fine and then like yeah. there's like always like Arl sign always has that singer at the end where it's like oh but no, everything's yeah, not fine point, <laughs> yeah yeah no that's fun <laughs> Those used to freak me out as a kid. <laughs> I hated watching the Goosebumps stuff as a kid. The puppet um, one? Oh my god, that one is so scary. Yeah, the puppet I, that, I, that's I that hated that yeah, shit yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Oh my god, they gave me nightmares. <laughs> no, but the... I mean, it's also like, I guess, kind of interesting as far... Because you already mentioned uh, like the social commentary, but the mm -hmm. ending also just like, you know, um, the fact that... Uh, they're just kind of attacked by this misogynistic killer the entire movie and then at the end that's not really a resolution because he's still around um yeah i don't know but i wonder if that was done for to make room for a sequel that never happened maybe uh were studios thinking like that back then uh, that's what i was I thinking know. i was just going to say <laughs> I, I, I don't know i feel like Today we would initially like jump on that and be like, "This is like an obvious." 
like like the 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 bookie man that came out this year and like the way they end that movie is like they're obviously leaving for more i just think for in 1974 it's it's bob clark like been like this is an interesting way to end it mm-hmm. yeah but i also no, think i think, yeah. I think, you could I think someone like john carpenter i think other people could definitely like john carpenter be like hey where are we going next mm-hmm. but i don't think that's what bob clark was thinking when making yeah it. i feel I like he i feel like he deserves just some the way credit he's for it just being an interesting message like the fact that yeah these women are terrorized and then it's just mm-hmm. kind of an inescapable thing and there's not a resolution to it <laughs> Which yeah, I think is, it's like, I think it's a cool way to end a, a slasher movie. I guess I mean it is pretty all that slasher craze, but I think it's a cool way to end it because most of the time you're getting like the guy just runs away, or but the guy just like still being in the house and the girl mm-hmm. being there, and you just kind of slowly leaving that space, and uh, it very yeah, much feels really like nothing. You're on nothing the other changes, side of the, the you know? window, and you're you, you're banging in. You're like a little interstellar moment there. screaming through the the bookcase yeah yeah like, you can't you can't tell her that he's up there that's funny. <laughs> it's, it's it is kind of i mean i really like the ending I think basically yeah i mean yeah i like the ending i don't know what else to say I really yeah. Like yeah, no it's a great ending it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a great ending um, it feels yeah. i mean do you guys have any anything else you want to cover then? I know I know Marta has some notes. I don't know if there's anything we didn't go over, but oh, these are oh. just I just over prepare. Like it's, it's <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> I did have a You're... fun fact that I found super interesting, and that's that Betty Davis was offered the role of the house mother, which I mean would have been amazing. Uh, that, that would yeah. The house mother in this though is really <laughs> funny. I think Hysterical. she's a great character. She's mm-hmm. always got like her the most like, comical, drinks. like yeah, yeah. The the most comically over the top alcoholic in cinema history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like she's like like opening like the toilet up and like yeah, like, like, <laughs> It's crazy so to have two locations up, in like, the same. Sucked house. on that thing down and then spit it out. Like what the hell are we doing? Yeah, no. Like uh, very very funny movie. Um, yeah, but also like I mean it's really strong um kind of conal balance throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing uh yeah. i got a like a 2001 jump scare because i didn't know that Kier uh delia was in this movie and like when he gets introduced i was like i it, like took me like 30 <laughs> seconds even to, like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. recognize where i recognized them from because i was i think this is the only other movie i've ever seen him in that um other than 2001 he, like, he's, a, he's a fascinating <laughs> fascinating looking guy in this movie yeah he's got a scary yeah. face yeah <laughs> he looks way older than like her like he looks <laughs> no yeah i mean and he's he's like like, like the piano and he's uh, very With long creepy. hair he's, yeah he, yeah very creepy performance versus a, a red herring kind of character yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just a freak <laughs> which is like i feel like they never they don't really go that hard uh, with the red herrings and others like i feel like this guy is just actual like evil but he's just not the evil we're looking yeah. for but he's it was almost really too on the nose guy. of being yeah red-haired. yeah true it's like but it's like i don't know it's it's weird it's like he's so kind of despicable but he's mm-hmm. not the yeah you just don't feel bad when he dies at all <laughs> no, no, no 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 well because it's like it's like um yeah like it's him doing the piano recital and it's like he's obviously having a hard time and then he beats up the piano and you're like, oh, this guy just has some issues. And then, but like when he goes and talks to uh, our uh, our final girl, and and mm-hmm. she's like, 
I'm like, I, I need to have an abortion. And he's like, no, you're not. Absolutely not. You're not. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. this guy just sucks, dude. Like, whatever. Yeah, no, he's just like, not good at all. Which, I don't know. I, th- I think he's a, he's an interesting character. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Dodd, you'd be a good person to ask. It was your first time watching it. Was there any point where you were like, that's the killer or no? No. When, so like after um, the search party, when uh, they're talking, um, when he like has the meeting with her, right? Um, mm-hmm. Alone in the house. I was immediately like, oh, they really want us to think this guy's the killer. <laughs> like, they really want <laughs> yeah, us to yeah. think this guy's the killer. Um so I like I identified that, but I wasn't like I, I wasn't like super like oh yeah there's gonna be a big reveal this guy's gonna be the killer I didn't think that was gonna happen mm-hmm. no. yeah like yeah well it's it's interesting looking back on it like after like post scream almost because when you watch something like this you almost expect like a like a murder mystery where you're gonna get this grand reveal and it's setting up him for that grand reveal and that almost like scream removing of the mask and. It's you're not getting that because of the way that it's structured and like the it's being a, a pre-scream kind of pre-slasher thing. Um, so which makes the stinger at the end kind of hit harder because mm-hmm. it watching it watching it now, you're you're almost uh preconditioned to expect this grand reveal of a or killer, or at least if you're not getting the reveal of something under the mask, you're getting a Michael Myers or a Jason or or something like a, a kind of iconic uh you know more killer that you actually get to see um so the the um kind of restraint there to not show that is is very interesting looking back on it now with all that we've gotten and what the uh kind of slasher genre has become it's, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah i mean this guy sounded like a little fucking freak and we only see the world <laughs> from his perspective we never really see him yeah like we see yeah. we see his eye we get yeah. the uh, i mean there's the great I think it's the icicle thing where he's, he's you've got like the silhouette of him and he looks like um I think it's Peter, um, the uh the uh, the boyfriend who wants the abortion uh, not to get the abortion. Uh, he look you get that yeah. like silhouette that's very similar, um, which mm-hmm. obviously is leading you to believe it, but we don't really get a full picture or you know, much information about him. Um, which yeah. I think is probably more interesting than a lot of um decisions we get now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that all then? Do we want to do we want to get into Christmas draft mode? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, mean, I think that's, that's good. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, we can. Um, all right. So we're gonna do a Christmas draft. The rules for this one are are pretty simple. We're doing five rounds, so we each pick five movies. Uh, Christmas movies are allowed, as well as any movie that just explicitly has a, a Christmas scene in it. So it doesn't have to be. A Christmas, yeah, movie. Christmas uh, is in Christmas a very trap. loose term. Yeah. Movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to randomize the order right now. I got my little wheel spinning. So, um, <laughs> Thank you okay. for the proof. <laughs> Doug, the Doug is going first. Doug gets first. Oh, pick. man. Um, it's so then... It's so open. <laughs> uh, then it's going to be Marta second. And then it will be me third. And Owen gets back to back picks. At the end of it, um, if you're you, you if want you're ready, Doug, that's you how can... it really works. <laughs> I am ready. Are we ready to just get, jump right in? Are we going? Yeah, there? I think I, I think guess. so. Um, We're ready to bounce on it. Here we go. If right. you guys most... want to keep track of your picks, that would be lovely. If yes. not, yep. I'll, I'll do my best. But um, yeah, 
The floor uh, is yours, Doug. What's your what's your obvious, first overall pick? Uh, number one pick, kind of like like only movie that could get picked right here. I think is a uh, Stanley Kubrick's um final final masterpiece, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, starring uh, <laughs> the great Tom Cruise. And Nicole <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's, I, I that's mean, I knew, that, that I knew is that's the number one overall pick, I think. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you wanted to talk about it for a second or whatever, but like, yeah. I mean, it's your pick. It's your pick. You talk <laughs> it's it's you like want. the greatest movie of all time. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, I figured you were going. It was on first. my list too. I I knew I knew when you got first pick what was coming, but I'm so happy I got that. Yeah, I, if I didn't get that, my whole thing was gonna be messed up. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Um, um okay Marta then you your your first okay. round pick. I hope that nobody was gonna take this. Um Tokyo Godfathers, Satoshi Kon. It was it was on my list. I have a lengthy list. We though. did a whole we did a whole episode on that. Yeah, oh, we did uh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well it was whole part Satoshi of an episode. Kong we did a whole episode, episode on yeah, Satoshi Kon. It's not very good. Yeah. The episode's yeah. bad, but we did <laughs> we did talk about Satoshi Kon. Maybe um, not. <laughs> that shit exists on the internet somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Not just somewhere on our on here. <laughs> yeah. everywhere. I was a little, it was a little redirection, Kevin. I was pushing him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. Oh gosh, I'm just gonna take my obvious, like, like default Christmas pick, and and pick my my favorite Christmas movie, especially because uh, Macaulay Culkin just got his star on the Walk mm. of Fame yesterday. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Home Alone with my first pick. It's a good one. Lame, lame pick. Sorry, that's not my the Chris bad. Columbus movie it's I like, picked. Uh, well, listen, there might be there might be two Chris Columbus movies on my list, but um, yeah, no, but this is just like my Christmas movie. He has the same name as me, um, so I grew up watching it because my parents <laughs> that, made me watch. Is that it. the reason for the selection, Kevin? Well, kind of, yeah. Like it was like it's just like a nostalgia thing. Like my parents always brought it up because we have the same name, and it was just like a movie that I watched every Christmas. So it's my it's my default christmas movie it's my favorite christmas movie um no is this a kevin biopic moment (laughs) (laughs) no i've never been i've never been stranded uh during a family vacation actually well no, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait what do you what are you talking about what, what do you mean no actually? like i've had it well no like i've like i've like stayed home while other fa- like while the rest of my family has gone on vacation it's never been accidental though i've never been left, okay. left. <laughs> yeah um anyway home alone is my first pick owen you have two picks in a row now i mean in the spirit of the episode i'll i'll take black christmas here Oh, okay. Um, Makes sense. And then, um, I don't know if you were thinking about doing this, Kevin, but I'm gonna take Oppenheimer here just so you don't take it later. Because I, (laughs) (laughs) oh shit, that's unexpected. I I think that's what's uh, the Christmas scene in Oppenheimer? I don't remember. Where there, where Kenneth Branagh and have the big yeah, he shows up at the big party. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. I did not think wow. anybody was gonna take from that. the yeah. <laughs> from downtown. <laughs> that's insane. That rocks, dude. That's um, an incredible pick. Some would say good, that was the yeah. nuclear bombs of picks in this draft. Uh, <laughs> okay. You could, I guess, you could say that. That's maybe you shouldn't say that though. <laughs> you consider that. <laughs> you could. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. I like thought about Oppenheimer, but I was like, nobody's gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was totally wrong. I didn't even consider it. I, for- I didn't realize I forgot about that scene. Um, I'm gonna. 
do I just be, do I just be lame? But like the fact you mentioned it makes me want to be lame because now I'm worried that somebody would actually take it. I was just going to save it for the last round, but um, no, <laughs> I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll take uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the, the first Harry Potter movie. Yeah, um, I would have taken that. At some which point. is like the <laughs> most. Yeah, the <laughs> most. Yeah. So I was gonna save it for the end because I thought nobody would bother. But now that you, now that you brought it up, Doug, I was like, okay, maybe I should play it yeah, safe. Kevin, um, Kevin I'm actually a watching big this movie. Chris Columbus fan. Uh, yeah, I'm actually two watching Chris Columbus movies back to back. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm watching this movie Bro, tomorrow the most with Christopher my Christopher Columbus we've ever done. Like <laughs> no, my sister's my sister's coming. Movie. My sister's coming home tomorrow, <laughs> and we're gonna watch this movie together. Um, and I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna watch the first movie with her, and then I'm gonna do a little Harry Potter binge throughout December as a little Christmas tradition. Um, but I'm very excited. This movie is, yeah, I watch this movie like every single Christmas with my sister, so um, I adore it. This is, yeah, back to back Christopher Columbus fix. My bad. <laughs> Chris Columbus. Um, that means we're back to Marta. Oh, me again already. Um, okay, I'm gonna take. I'm surprised that you didn't take this, Kevin. Uh, Fanny and Alexander Bergman. I've not seen, seen it, it, but Doug oh. has. And Doug yeah. wants me to watch it, I believe. I'm pretty sure Doug has recommended it to me on several uh, occasions. I also haven't seen it. This is like the this oh, is really? like, the only oh, yeah, this is the oh, only Bergman masterpiece I haven't seen is Fanny and Alexander, actually. I've um, only seen I will say I've only seen the theatrical version. I'm gonna try and crush the Oh, so have you really seen it then? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's like what, six hours long or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah. After today, it'll count. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, that's a, that's like a okay. straight Christmas movie too. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I need to. Yeah, we all need to get on that. Everybody needs to watch more Bergman. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's a that's I a mean, blind spot. Sorry. Set, yeah. all, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, Doug gets back to back picks now. Oh man, I'm about to win this whole thing. I'm picking. Um, <laughs> Uh, Doug says nightmare. this. Doug says this every draft. <laughs> this is just you. You're winning it. You're winning it for yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. I am. I'm about to win it for myself right here. I'm. I'm gonna draft uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 Henry Selick, <laughs> uh, one of the great filmmakers. Um, this might be right. the only animated movie that gets picked. Oh, you're no. You already picked Tokyo Godfathers. Uh, Damn. Forgot. Yeah, no, this movie's amazing. Um, big fan of this. Watch it very often. Um, with my second pick, I'm picking Citizen Kane. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yes, there is a because you might not remember the whole framing device of Citizen Kane is around Christmas. Rosebud was like Christmas mm. present. Oh, we remember. Um, <laughs> oh, we know. Yes. Um, <laughs> We've seen yeah, Citizen uh, Kane. I don't... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you've seen Citizen Kane. Uh, it's a very good movie. Uh, very, very few people have heard of it. I've seen it. It's written, uh, no, sorry, uh, directed and starring Orson Welles, written by Henry Mankiewicz, uh, the lead character in the movie called Mank. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, <laughs> All right. And I don't know if you've heard of it twice on the same pick. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah. anyways. Citizen yeah. Kane. Citizen, Citizen Kane's obviously a good pick. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> It swings, it swings back to Marta then for your third pick. Okay, um, this is gonna be a really, really weird one, but it takes place during the Christmas holidays. Wake and Fright, the Australian horror. I don't Ooh. know if you guys have seen that one. Um, it's not. like a school teacher that goes away to like the Australian outback for a Christmas vacation. 
and he like gets sucked into this like fever dream of drinking and he can't leave and it's super weird but it's set during I've christmas time this. so that's interesting there you go interesting so i have to check that okay. one out mm -hmm. i have added it to my watch list already nice yeah no that's interesting <laughs> Um, okay, I guess that yep. means it is my pick now. I will sway from the two very boring picks, I guess. Um, yeah, so that's that. Kevin, gonna, let's go. I'm going to take uh, Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which yeah. has a Christmas scene at the very end um, and is like the single most heartbreaking thing mm -hmm. I've ever watched in any movie ever. <laughs> and I just got the criterion for this movie, so I'm going to watch it again pretty soon. Um, maybe on Christmas. Maybe I'll save it for Christmas. I don't know. But um, yeah, this movie rocks, and it's really sad. Uh, and that's going to be my third pick. It's a really good one. Yeah, I'm happy with that one. I was hoping I would get it. I was hoping nobody would consider. Was, I figured. I figured mind. you were. Yeah, I was going to say. I figured you were my competition for that one. Yeah. <laughs> That scene makes me sob, look violent. Yeah, it's actually so. Like, um, my I I watched this movie because my one of my college professors uh, said it was his favorite movie, and um, we weren't supposed to watch it for class, but he talked about the movie so passionately that the class like begged him to show us the movie. Uh, so we watched the movie and then he and then he was just like sobbing at the end of it and he was apologizing <laughs> to us and he was like, this is the only movie that makes me cry. And I was like, this cute old man is crying Aww. because we made him watch this movie. <laughs> um, and yeah, but I was also crying. It's uh, it's great. Um, that's that's a little Kevin background. Anyway. Um, oh, and you get yeah, I need a back to back third and fourth picks here. Um, I mean, we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I'm gonna take the holdovers here. Um, yeah, like a new a new Christmas classic there, and then um I don't know why Kevin went with the first Harry Potter, but I'm gonna go. Uh, we need a Prisoner of Azkaban here. No, yeah, yeah that's I I thought about I thought about. <laughs> oh, <God>. no. <laughs> I listen. I thought about all of the Harry Potter movies, including that one, but I want to take the first one because I think it's the most like Christmas. It's like the yeah, it's the like first little kids and like the, like the Christmas. Uh, yeah. it's not the best. It's uh, not the best movie. Great, you know, so, Kevin, so. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. You want to win. It's it's obviously that's a better movie. But <laughs> I was thinking in the Christmas spirit. My bad for being festive and yeah. caring about oh, okay. the, so now the beauty the of the holiday. Movie. Yeah. No, Kevin just okay. no. Kevin's just a big Chris Columbus fan. He, he's on the record saying Chris Columbus is a is a more yeah, talented yeah. filmmaker than Alfonso Cuarón. That's yeah, crazy. You heard it here because first. Alfonso Cuarón made one of my like ten favorite movies. But fair enough. Yeah. Well, Christopher so, Columbus yeah, made well, two of your ten. Actually, favorite he made movies, two. So. No, no. Alfonso Cuarón made two of my ten favorite movies. Actually. Okay. Well. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, now yeah, that's a good. Pick. Someone made Home Alone. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um that means it's back to me right yeah okay yep. i'm a little torn here but i'm gonna take the movie that i was referencing uh before we started recording that is just not even close to a christmas movie i'm gonna <laughs> take uh the hunt directed by thomas vinterberg um okay. <laughs> which has uh which has a, a just like the best christmas scene ever um <laughs> it is yeah it's not a Christmas movie whatsoever, but the scene that takes place on Christmas is very tough to watch. Um, I won't 
get into specifics in case people don't know the, the plot of the movie. But um, one of my favorite movies, and and that Christmas scene specifically is maybe my favorite scene in the movie. Um, so I kind of had to pick that. Couldn't have picked a bleaker Christmas. Movie. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, that's kind of why I needed to like soften it by taking Home Alone and Harry yeah, Potter first. As well. Yeah, just like just very Christmassy movies, just like lots of joy so that I wouldn't feel bad about taking the hunt on the back end because <laughs> um, it is just not I mean like just the most fucked up possible movie to take in a Christmas track uh, anyway. uh, your pick Marta yeah is it is it, your pick yeah I can't pick. keep track of who goes next um, I, have a, I have a list on I have the little amazing the little order on my phone so okay um Fuck, I'm torn. Uh, 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 you know what? Let's just do another horror movie. I'm gonna go Deep Red. Okay. Oh, Argento. yeah. Shout out. Argento. Yeah, Speaking of a Giallo. huge component to the to why the things happen that happen. <laughs> <laughs> the things do be happening. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch that one. The happening is good. The happening. That's not a Christmas movie. Um, no. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be cooler if it was. <laughs> what it though? Uh, what it it's be? Yeah, I think it's already pretty cool. pretty cool. It's already, yeah. it's already a pretty cool movie. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay. I okay. I think this means Doug gets his his final two picks here. Yeah. Okay. Right? Here comes the Godfather. Uh, oh, my closing out. <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> yes. Oh, what? Yeah, that's my next pick. It's the Godfather. What are we doing here? What the uh, fuck? Yeah. Yeah. We... Yeah, yeah, it was on my. You. It was on my yeah, list. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. List. Here I come. Yeah, I'm drafting Francis Ford Coppola's The yeah, Godfather, yeah, yeah. and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking? Like, yeah. all right, everybody on TikTok's <laughs> gonna call Doug the winner now. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I, yeah. Well, listen, brother. Um, obviously, that's one of the first movies I thought of when we started thinking about this. Um, <laughs> this idea for the draft. That's when, when you heard the idea of Christmas, you thought The Godfather. <laughs> no because like uh, owen's whole thing was like what if we draft like 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 not christmas movies that have to do with christmas and i was like oh yeah they go fucking like christmas tree shopping in the godfather (laughs) um yeah yeah. (laughs) so uh the godfather obviously i don't know if you've heard of it it's uh (laughs) written and directed by uh francis ford coppola sorry we get a i don't know if you've heard of it counter corner brando al pacino uh yeah the godfather is a solid movie solid yeah. movie um what's your what's the second of your blood. two picks my final pick in our christmas movie draft Father part is, two uh the day of the beast uh directed by mm. alex de la iglesia which is um a yeah. movie about a guy it takes place yeah. during christmas he fumbled on the one um, yard line it's <laughs> this movie rocks dude i don't know if, have any of you guys seen it uh it takes place it during called? christmas i'm it's not called the day um, of the beast it's um, on my it's watch list now, even though I have not heard of it, but it's on my watch list already. Oh. Yeah. Been there, man. Yeah. It's a Spanish <laughs> film. Uh, it's oh, really I guess maybe because cool. I saw Doug watch it. That might. I'm adding that to yeah. my list right now. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. It's about a, it's like, it's about a priest that is trying to sin as much as possible. Um, uh, before it's, yeah, it rocks. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> very much recommend it. Um, and it takes place during Christmas. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, we're on to our final picks. So Marta, your final pick. Okay, I'm going to go with the Romare. I can pick two yeah. um, or go between two. I'm going to go with mm, mm, A Tale of Winter. Yeah, that's the one I had on my okay. list. That's, I that's think that's, one. I think that's the, well, I don't, what, what was yeah, the other one you were Kevin. considering? 
The other one was My Night at <laughs> so Let me take that one too. Oh, okay, yeah. That's Which a good is call. yeah. I, I think Tale of Winter is probably the yeah the better. better pick there. Yeah. I also just like the movie more. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's no, that's mine. a really that's a really good pick. Yeah, I was considering that as well. It's on my it's on my my short list. I actually, I guess since we're on my final pick, I I really don't know what to take last because I have a couple of options. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I don't even like this movie as much as like some of the other ones, but I feel like not taking a rom com would like be fake. I don't know. I feel like I have to take a Christmas rom com. So I'm, I'm gonna take Valentine's Day. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the holiday. <laughs> Actually, no, I lied. I lied. Take that back. I'll pick a I'll pick a better one. I'm gonna take the. Oh, you said fuck Nancy actually. Myers, that hack fraud. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, gonna sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the apartment. Actually, you said I, think the I hate Jude Law. He said, "Okay, that's <laughs> oh, I didn't say okay, those well, Don't don't drag Jude into this. Come on. Yeah, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna Kevin, take the apartment. Kevin, by disrespecting the holiday like that. Yeah. No, but I disrespected <laughs> oh. it by picking the apartment. Like, I'm, it's not even like, come on. Listen, I'm sure that's I'm like, sure Nancy that's... Myers will understand. Uh, we'll ask yeah, her next she better. The it's the apartment. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Myers, friend of the pod. <laughs> Man, friend of the pod, Nancy Myers. Um, All right, and you are the final pick of the draft. So Doug has uh, Francis Ford Coppola's The Godfather, and I'll you know I got Richard Kelly's The Box. I think that's the perfect kind of uh, you know matchup for that one there. So Richard Kelly's. <laughs> The box yeah. is my my final pick. Yeah, some some say the box is the godfather of our time. I've heard. Yeah, that's what they some do say. say that, that. Yeah, I mean they they call I mean they call the box the godfather of movies. Um, <laughs> the godfather of movies. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do we want to do we want to recap? I I have everybody's picks written down. If you guys want me to all read them, unless we want to just go down. Yeah, the just line. read them to us, Kevin. No, I feel like going down the line is better. I feel like we need to share okay. since it's like christmas and and we gotta be okay anyway my my picks um i have home alone harry potter and the philosopher's stone umbrellas of cherbourg the hunt and the apartment uh owen okay uh i have black christmas in terms of the title of the episode i have (laughs) the oppenheimer movie that one came out this year i don't know if you guys heard of that one Uh, (laughs) uh we got the holdovers Prisoner of Azkaban, and then Richard Kelly's The Box. Real. Yes. All right, Doug. Yeah. Your five picks. I have um, a bunch of really obscure movies. Uh, I have <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut, uh, Henry Selleck's Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Orson Welles' uh, Citizen Kane, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, The Godfather, and then. Um, Alex de la Iglesia's uh, The Day of the Beast from 1995. Those are my five Christmas movies. <laughs> nice. Okay. Holy. That's our, those are our 20, our 20 Christmas picks then. Marta didn't, um, well, did Marta didn't say hers. Marta didn't say theirs. Oh, yeah, Kevin, oh, I'm, kind of I'm so sorry. <laughs> silly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I fucked looking up. Now I'm realizing like what a, pretentious asshole i must sound like but anyways so let's go through these i mean (laughs) tokyo godfathers fanny and alexander (laughs) wake and fright deep red a tale of winter so Uh, nice. My bonus pick, um, my sixth bonus pick, is going to be. Uh, <laughs> do we want to do honorable mentions? Is the Terrifier, Terrifier 3, 3 teaser? Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Um, <laughs> do we want to do we want to throw out any other movies we were considering? I thought None about picking picked... Oh wow, wow! I, that, I didn't I even thought think about the, that because the Christmas scene, the Christmas scene Wait, in Spencer movie? is so oh, Spencer, Spencer yeah. with Kristen Stewart. I love that. When I was scene, researching, like, I I, I landed on that, but I haven't seen the movie. I was up uh, there's a <laughs> Christmas scene in uh, Prometheus. You landed on it, but you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Prometheus was my honorable mention. Prometheus, I would have taken Prometheus, Prometheus if somebody picked one of mine. Uh, I would have gone um, for Riders of Justice with Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, mm. I haven't seen that. The, the Green. I also Knight thought about Little Christmas Women, but I think I took that in a different draft. Oh. Um, I considered Little Women, but then I quickly stopped considering it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just i yeah. I knew I knew the kind of backlash I never even that I gave would it get. A thought. <laughs> I knew the kind of backlash I would get from you guys for taking Home Alone and Little Women in the same draft. I just like bro, there was no you winning. Did, bro, what you did back to back Chris Columbus picks? <laughs> I'm aware they're like my two favorite Christmas movies. Though you you talked earlier on the podcast about being true to yourself, and now you want to. Make fun of me for taking yeah. my two favorite it's Christmas cool. movies. Yeah, I mean, so, so, I'm allowed to make fun of you on our yeah, podcast, though. Like, yeah, so, yeah. Is like, shouldn't be. Yeah, I, get, I, would, I listen. I get that you guys picked... don't like what it is, but that's that's who I am. <laughs> none of us picked uh, Die Hard, which is a pretty good movie. Um, I haven't seen um, Die sorry. Hard, but I um, I, mean, I need fine. to get. I just around. figured one of you guys would, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, only if we went a little bit farther, I would have. I would have picked it eventually, but yeah. Um, yeah. You know. I was thinking about Carol. I was so close to especially because well, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I landed Haynes, on that as well, but I, I haven't seen out. it. Yeah. So I love Carol. I kind of want to. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's why I was feeling about the Godfather. I was like, I haven't seen this in a while, so I probably shouldn't. I don't, it doesn't oh. feel right to me. No, my know? thing with the Godfather though was like, oh, this is the greatest movie ever made. I'm gonna pick it. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I had a pick like I had a pick like that too. I haven't watched. The no, Godfather. I had a trace. I, I haven't watched true to myself, since I was like I eight know. years old. But I thought about that. You saw the Godfather when you were eight years old? No, Gremlins. That's wild. I thought about Gremlins. I thought oh, about no. picking Gremlins, yeah. but it's been like I was so I literally yeah, if same. I was gonna no, tell you what happens in the movie, I landed on that one as well, but I I didn't. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, and she's like, yeah, I just remember, have I remember my when movies he gets Gizmo, the only five movies and then nothing seen. else. <laughs> yeah, no. My list would have been bigger if I, I picked movies I hadn't seen. Damn. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're gonna we're gonna uh oh, that was in the dark. Oh, what happened to dark? Sorry. Um, no, we're gonna uh we're gonna talk about some news, but uh I wanna say thank you again to you, Marta, for for joining us, for coming on. Um, and remind everybody that uh, all of your all of your links will be um, in the description. Is there anything you wanna you wanna plug? You wanna talk about before you leave? <laughs> not really. I mean, <laughs> happy holidays, I guess. <laughs> happy holidays. <laughs> um, no, but it's been a blast. Um, I'm launching a podcast as well in a few months, so I would love to have you guys on too. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's kind of it for me. Big news. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very casual sort of breaking news. Just slide that in. Looks like a really exclusive announcement. Yeah, you were like, not really, and then you just did have something to talk about. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, thank you so much, guys. And hopefully, we can do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Be well. So we're gonna jump into news. Thanks again to Marta, of course, like I said. Um and yeah, fuck Doug. Uh, usual. Yeah, fuck Doug for leaving. <laughs> fuck Doug in the chat. Um, Everyone fuck Doug in the chat. Yeah, our well, don't do that. Don't fuck Doug in the chat. That's crazy. <laughs>
Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so it's just me and Owen for the news, but of course, uh, our regular reminders <laughs> to like, comment, and subscribe if you liked listening to us talk about Black Christmas, as well as yeah. our, our little uh, Christmas draft. And of course, leave comments, leave feedback on, on who you think won the Christmas draft, um, and, and follow us rang, on Twitter. Let me know who you thought lose, lost it. Lost it, lost it, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you put the shades on? <laughs> Because we're in is, news. That, is that for the news? Is that this your is news? The news. <laughs> okay. Um, let's jump into some news then. Uh, we've got for starters the the one piece of news that I included specifically for one Doug, piece. but me and Owen will have to um, talk on Doug's behalf. Uh, we usually don't really talk oh, about Doug. trailers, but the Furiosa trailer has has been a hot topic ever since its uh, release. You think they'll so. drop uh, Furiosa shirts at Hot Topic? Or... Um, that's a good question that I was not expecting at all. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, you know, they got the horror, but do you think Anya Taylor Joy will make it? In they the have the topic? what? <laughs> horror. <laughs> I don't like, know. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, the new movie, uh, Megan, they have shirts of Megan, the horror. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you said the horror yeah the horror okay okay I, just, I mean you might want to enunciate a little bit more next time because that didn't sound very good <laughs> Kevin, um, what do you mean i think you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know um, what you mean Anyway, did you are you are you excited for Furiosa? Are you? Yeah, no, I showed my amped? mom that trailer. <laughs> what did your mom think? I don't remember. <laughs> then why did you bring it up? <laughs> to show my excitement. Right. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, it looks fucking cool. There's a lot of like weird people on the internet who had to be like, "This looks bad." For some reason, I don't know what trailer those people were watching, but um, but us here at the Looks Like a Movie podcast are super excited, and we want to um specifically uh echo doug's excitement since he's not here to do it himself yeah, because doug's i know that he would be excited. freaking out um he's yeah he i think he has watched that trailer uh so much the the reason why doug doesn't have any uh movies watched this week <laughs> for the beginning of the episode is because he's just been watching that trailer on repeat um anyway we have uh in our next piece of news uh our lineup for the uh, variety actors on actors interviews that we will be getting shortly. I'm going to just read through all these names. So bear with me for a second, but then we will discuss who you want, who, who your favorite is after. Um, but we have Killian Murphy and Margot Robbie. We have Robert Downey Jr. And Mark Ruffalo, Emily Blunt and Anne Hathaway, Halle Bailey and Rachel Zegler, Emma Stone and Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo and Jacob Elordi, Carrie Mulligan and Michael Fassbender, Jeffrey Wright and Taraji P. Henson, Greta Lee and Andrew Scott, Annette Benning and Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman and Paul Meskel, and Alden Ehrenreich and Divine Joy, Joy Randolph. Um, is there is that when when you heard the actors on actors news? Is there somebody that you liked seeing paired up the most? Is there somebody that you would have liked to see? Uh, I think the the Paul and Natalie is is like the, yeah, that's also in my terms favorite. Of like, uh, the two best together. Um, I mean, obviously the uh, the big one's gonna be the Killian and Margot. Right. But I mean, 
They knew like, Variety yeah, knew what would happen if they put Killian Murphy and Paul Meskel in a room together. They knew how <laughs> I would react. They like that would yeah, be. No, I, I wouldn't uh, even have to watch another movie again if if they. Just I wish I wish we got we got Paul and Lordy. I think that would that would also be pretty cool. Yeah, um, but I'm happy. I mean, my two my two favorite working actors pretty much are both represented this year in yeah, the yeah. in the actors on actors. So I'm very excited for those. And and I think. I, I I'm looking forward to to the Paul and Natalie conversation. I feel like that'll be that'll be a cool one. I feel like they'll have some yeah. interesting stuff to talk, Hope about. They talk also, about. Star Wars. I saw some. <laughs> why would they do that? <laughs> no, I saw someone mention because um, there's like sometimes they pair these people up based on like their history or whatever, right? And sure. um, and I thought that I didn't think about it when I first read it, but then I saw somebody tweet about it. The the Emily Blunt and Anne Hathaway pairing for Devil Wears Prada is fucking awesome. I hope they talk about the Devil Wears Prada. That would be that would be super fun. Do you think they'll um, talk about Black Widow? I why would they do that? <laughs> is this your is this your bit right now? Just naming <laughs> movies that are not. No, no. What do you mean? Why um, wouldn't? Also, did you did you see the did you see the preview of the Killian Murphy and Margot Robbie one where Killian is just standing and sitting at the same time? He's no. just like you didn't see that. No, no, you got it. Why for do the you people, stand and sit at the, the same people, time? For the people listening, I know people are listening who have definitely seen the picture that I'm talking about. But there's a picture Maybe of either. Killian Murphy in his chair, and it's like like this is the chair, right? Like the way a chair mm-hmm. is. And he's just diagonally across, like straight down. Like it looks like he's standing, <laughs> but going. <laughs> diag- no. It's so silly. Um, I love everything about him. He's he's my favorite. Um, I'm looking forward to that one too, of course. But uh, anyway, of course. Uh, weird transition, I guess, from that. But uh, actually, yeah. Anyway, um, next piece of news: uh, more than 1,300 actors and artists have signed a letter condemning censorship against speaking out on Palestine, citing the recent firing of Scream star Melissa Barrera. Among them, Olivia Coleman, Amy Lou Wood, Emma Seligman, and Harriet Walter. I believe this list, um, for because I saw somebody bringing up how people, a lot of people, weren't on this list. I believe this is a list organized by british actors so i'm pretty sure that it's mostly just british people on it it's nice to see mm-hmm. olivia coleman on there because that's that a big all the name, brits of course um yeah OC. i obviously not that other actors shouldn't i don't know speak up or, or do something similar like hollywood act, american actors or whatever um obviously shouldn't stay silent on that so the you know the fact that it's just a, a list of british actors is not an excuse, but it's a welcome thing to see 1,300 famous people on a list um, backing Melissa Barrera. So, uh, so that's a good piece of news. Um, we have uh, a. I'm I'm gonna squeeze these all into one little piece of news here. But we just had uh, Bob Iger firing off uh, oh, really? a, a list of awful statements, um, starting with him. Uh, and Disney execs saying that their main goal now is quality over quantity, which sh- should have probably always been the goal, naturally. Um, but apparently they've just exposed that, that the goal before was quantity over quality. Um, I, not really a surprising, yeah, not really a surprising piece of news, I guess. But um, then uh, he said that their jobs at Disney should be to entertain first, not send messages, um, which is a particularly weird 
Yeah. Well, because you can't really. I mean, are there like you can't really think of a Disney movie without messages? <laughs> like it's like like what are we it's, like what yeah, are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> or any movie without messages? That's obviously. insane. It's like when people are like, well, I don't want politics in our movies. Like every movie is political and it's, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, a it's weird, it. just a weird thing that, and and I think, I think that might be like one of the great examples of someone saying something that like proves how disconnected they are from the art you know what i mean like as somebody who's in a position of power like as a ceo who doesn't actually have to care about the art like only somebody who doesn't have any appreciation for art or the art form would would say something like that (laughs) like you, you really can't you would never hear that from somebody who's actually working on these projects um and then uh the final little piece of, of him talking, we uh, he was talking about sequels, and he said that he would not apologize, stating, we made I too will many. not apologize. He said, <laughs> we made too many. That doesn't mean we're not going to continue to make them. We only greenlight a sequel if we think the story is worth telling. Um, I, like, they've probably had some bad sequels. <laughs> they, oh, man. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how true that part is um Yikes. but that's our bob Iger news then uh, our little bob Iger as we as we continue on <laughs> as we continue talking about awful people <laughs> um sebastian stan has been cast as young donald trump in the apprentice uh with ali abasi set to direct um who made a a movie last year i i was like at first i was like do i want to watch something about donald trump but um, Ali Abbasi directed a movie last year called Holy Spider, which I have not seen, but looked pretty interesting. Like I, I want to check it out. I think, I think I'd be interested to see like what this Apprentice thing is actually going to be as it comes together. I know we have like other casting news, but I just mentioned Sebastian Stan because he's playing <laughs> young Donald Trump. Um, I know. I think. I think Jeremy Strong was one of the pieces of casting news i could be wrong about that um you you are muted by the way owen <laughs> but Pod difficulties what were you saying no it doesn't I don't <laughs> it's too late now it's it's a lost thought um yeah i don't know uh maybe maybe turns out to be an interesting project we'll have to see more i guess um next uh second to last piece of news here uh thanksgiving 2 has been confirmed Two. um yeah, Eli interesting Ross back. Yeah, interesting direct. piece of news to pick apart here, obviously, because when we did, and it's worth mentioning, I think, when we did our Thanksgiving podcast episode, we didn't really have, I guess, uh, up until the time that we were recording, the the insight as to um, Eli Roth's Zionism, as well as now the Spyglass oh, yeah. Zionism. Double, double Zionism. Um, stuff and of course spyglass is also responsible for producing thanksgiving so um just a kind of weird project to be excited about as people who liked the first thanksgiving movie but obviously all of these you know people involved it's not not the not the kind of people that you want to i mean obviously you want eli roth involved in the sense that he made the first thanksgiving and he knows what he's doing as a director um but yeah 
Um, but that's the thing. We uh, very very short. Um, yeah, 2025 Thanksgiving. They're gonna take a year. Yeah, off. so we're gonna we're gonna not have to worry about it for at least over a year. <laughs> but um, anyway, our last kind of small but exciting piece of news I want to end on because it's related to the fact that we've got our whole Christmas theme going on, which is that uh, Jordan Peele's next film and Robert Eggers' Nosferatu are now both set to release on Christmas Day next year. Um, so we have like, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but how many Christmas days in history have we have we had with movies this good coming out? Like, probably I mean, lot, Christmas actually, well, Christmas yeah, probably a, a lot. It's movies. no, it's yeah. I it's mean, a No popular... Way Home came out on Christmas. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, it's a popular day to release a movie. Pavari. But I, mean, but I, I just mean in the scope of like like for oh, yeah, I mean, us either. kind of like these are two of like the brightest the big ones. like directors like newer directors bald heads in the industry okay (laughs) no but they're like you know what i mean like people are both very excited for anything that these two make next so to have them both releasing something on the same day and that day being christmas and i imagine there might even be other movies coming out on that day as well um so i I wouldn't have they wouldn't if they were smart you know Right. Well, you never know. If they just throw a blockbuster in there, then Jordan Peele and, oh. and Eggers could both lose money. But um, that's not nice. That's not. Nice. Yeah, not a nice thing. But um, not very Christmas spirit of them either. The next, is it? Uh, yeah, in the next uh, Transformers movie is coming out on Christmas. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, obviously, we don't. GI Joe versus Transformers, December twenty fifth, twenty twenty four. Robert Eggers makes five dollars in a sandwich. We're gonna um, after after the the new year. Uh, we're gonna do a kind of our episode where we talk about most anticipated movies of of next year. But I imagine both of these are are gonna be pretty high on both of our lists, right? Can you confirm? Yeah, yeah. Um, we we don't really know much about the Jordan Peele thing, but we all we kind of know all we need to know is Jordan yeah. Jordan Peele's, Peele's making, making it. A movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Nosferatu, I'm very excited for as well. Yeah, I think I think both of those are gonna rock. Hopefully, it's I, out there yeah. with Deadpool. Really. I have like I have like more blind faith in Jordan Peele than any working director right now. Honestly, like I just like, I mean, I like whatever. I'm ready. Like day one, there no matter yeah. what. Like until he disappoints me, which I just don't see happening. Um, I'll be there every time. <laughs> anyway, that's our last piece of of news for today. So we're gonna wrap up the episode. Uh, you can join us next week for episode 43. We've got uh, more guests coming all through December. Yeah, we, got a, so we got a big month coming. Uh, yeah. This is just the start of our little Christmas yeah, uh, extravaganza. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully people like, got plenty like today's more to episode. Come. We've got, yeah, we've got a whole little Christmas lineup here organized for, for everybody. But uh, for now, we'll see you later.